So before now the return to Central Connecticut, you had just come off a really nice MAC tournament run at Fairfield, ended the year strong. CCSU job opens up. What were your initial thoughts? Yeah, you know, five years ago the job opened up, and I was uh, I was involved. I was a finalist for it, and you know when it opened up again, I was oh man, I would love to get back. You know, obviously you want to be a head coach, but I would like to get back to where I started. I'm confident. I feel good. Like I can get this thing to where we had it. The coach B was here. And uh, so I was excited about it. I, you know, I go talk to Jay, Jay Young, uh, my boss at Fairfield. And Jay was like, Pat, I, you know, I know uh, Tom Pinson's really well. Anything I can do to help. Jay was absolutely great because Jay basically got his first opportunity two years ago at Fairfield. He's been a longtime assistant coach. So he had been through the whole rigors and he know know what, what was going on, what was going to happen. So during the whole process, Jay gave me a lot of insight, talked to me about different things. He was great. He was great. So there are only about 350 head coaching jobs in the country. It's hard, hard to get a job as a head coach. Uh, after 20 years as an assistant, what was that moment like when you got the call from Central offering you the position? Oh, man. When, he, when Tom called, I was so juiced up, man. I, I just couldn't tell. I was say, hey, I'm so excited. I appreciate everything. I was just appreciative, thankful, um, humble. Um, and that was one of, the, one of the things we used that uh, when I was initially started here, we were humble, appreciative, and thankful. But I was Coach D's thing. And, uh, you know, just raring to go. I wanted to get here and meet the guys. And, you know, there were seven guys in the portal. So I wanted to kind of get those guys and see if we can get some of these guys back. I had every, my mom was racing a million miles an hour. So I was thinking recruiting, staff, who you going to hire. So there was a lot of things going on, but like, uh, it was just an amazing feeling. I called my mom and my brother and, you know, I was kind of giving them update what was going on and they were so juiced up for me. So, and then my phone just blew up for like for two or three weeks straight, just text messages, phone calls. So it's an amazing feeling. So now you're back and the work starts. So it's been a while since Central has been in the upper echelon of the NEC standings, okay? You know that. But yeah. you also know in this league how quick fortunes can change in this league. Yes. You can go from the bottom to the top. We've seen it a million times. Um, what are some of the things, and maybe in the short and the long term, that in your mind to get Central Connecticut back to being a perennial NEC championship contender? Well, short term, I think, is obviously recruiting. We, we got to build a roster up. So, you know, we have four guys that stayed, got seven guys in the portal, two guys in the portal came back. There was a total of 10. Uh, and then we um, gave us a total of six, and we signed four guys. So that to give us 10, and we still have three left. So just trying to get the roster to where we needed to be is one thing. And then the second thing is the, the way we're going to play you know, obviously, like in the past, with Coach D, we were defense and rebound, defense and rebound. And the year that the Rick Mickens team, we I think we were like top five, maybe even higher in the country in a field goal percentage defense. We held teams at 38.2% from the field. And uh, so that's going to be one of the things that we work on the defense and rebounding part of it because the, the last few years, you know, bad rebounding on the defensive end. And then offensively, I want to play a lot like we played at Creighton, like working with Coach McDermott. So I want to get the guys who will fit into the, that type of style. So I want to get shooting. 
I want to get guys who know how to shoot. And I want to get IQ guys who know how to play. So during the recruiting process, you know, I got the job late. So you got to kind of really look hard to find the personnel that will fit the way we want to play. So that's been the short-term thing, uh, definitely. And then long-term, just trying to get the alumni, uh, the fans, uh, all these people back involved with the program. That's going to, you know, be a day-to-day basis, but it's also going to be a big holistic thing where we have to get everybody locked in on it. So uh, one thing about one thing about this place that's special is we have a, a large community on people who live on campus. So we can get students to the games because it's like right in the middle of campus so you can walk over to the game. But the town of New Britain, you have a lot of people, a lot of the town people who love this program, love the school, and love the team. So getting those fans back engaged, some of the old fans when I played, back when I was coaching, trying to get those guys back, that's going to be what I'm looking at, you know, down the road. So our, our players are having a great atmosphere to play in. You know, those Rick Micken days and Corsley Everett and those guys, we routinely had 2,800, 3,000 people at those games. It was a fun atmosphere to be a part of. It, it really was. <clears throat> First of all, that was a great answer to, to that question, and there's a lot to unpack from it. I, it's funny, I talked to Jared Grasso, uh, last year about the the championship game against Quinnipiac and how, you know, he said it, and I still believe it's the best atmosphere we ever had at an oh, NEC championship right. game. I've been to every one since 1999, and that right. was number one. But the thing is, you're exactly right. It wasn't just the championship games. I've been at games at Central with, you know, crazy atmospheres back in the day. Um, so, you know, how important is it for you to connect with the campus, but also maybe with the New Britain community, as well to get that sort of frenzied atmosphere back. Yeah, that's, you know, uh, when I was here uh, as a coach, we had the post-game show and I did the post-game show every day with Bruce Beal. And so, I mean, we were winning so much, so it was always fun. Like every, almost every game, we won the game. So I'm on the radio and we're talking, and we're busting chops. And uh, we had a couple of our sponsors, like one of the guys, uh, Harvey, owned a bar and you know, when we had it rolling so good, like we'd be winning the game, double digits, whatever. And Harvey, it made me three or four minutes left in the game, and Harvey would start walking out. He would be going to his bar, and that was one of our big sponsors. And so I started saying, hey, we, I said, it, uh, about three minutes ago, I knew the game was in hand when I saw the Harvey shuffle. And everybody started talking about the Harvey shuffle. But that was like, that was, that's New Britain. That's, our, that's the people here. That's the, the fans here. That's the, the people in the town and the low in the area. They they love this program. So we just got to get that energy back in here. We got to get those guys involved. And that's one of my big things I'm trying to do. Once we get uh, the team lost, the, the uh, roster all set up, and we get our assistants here, we're going to really get involved with the community and Britain in general to get those guys back here. Okay. Two more things that you, you, you sort of touched on that I want to just dive a little deeper into. So you talked about the game has changed so much, you know, since your first stint in New Britain, you know, now, you know, analytics are huge, right? Like as, as an assistant coach, when did they really start catching on for you? And when did that become part of your job to sort of get into those trends? Well, I, I will say um, when I was at UConn, this was, 2004, 2005, 
uh, we started doing the plus minus all the time. We look at plus minus of individual players and plus minus groups. And Coach Calhoun's nephew came to UConn to do a grad grad program. So he was like, Pat, I want you to put him in the work. Anything he can do to help, whatever, get him going. And that's when the plus minus thing started coming out. So I, I bought a, I was ops at the time. I bought a, uh, a system that was going to calculate plus minus. You're going to do it in practice in the games. And I said, hey, this is your baby. You got to, I want you to figure it out and explain it to me. And he ended up going to town with it and did a whole printout. And so I'm looking at all the trends of the lineups. And I'm like, man, this is right spot on. So I, I would tell, like, and I'm meeting Coach Calhoun, Coach Blaney. You know, these guys are old school guys. And I'm telling them, I'm saying, Coach, I'm telling you, the plus minus stuff is big. And I was saying, every we have this lineup, and Coach was, oh, I coach my field. I got it. I got it. And I'm like, Coach, I'm telling you. And so anyway, we're in a, we're in a big time game, and it's close. And we call a timeout, and he pulls me to the side and said, what's the lineup you all talk about? And I, I, put, and I told him the lineup. He said, go put him in the game. We get him in the game. We go on 11-3 run. We win the game. And then he's on board with it. And so just seeing that, I got on board. And then as as I got to Creighton, Coach McDermott was just huge analyst. So I opened my eyes to a whole new world, points per possession, uh, shots. Like we uh, we have a I, – I showed this to some of the guys on campus here. Uh, there's, a, there's a stat. There's a uh, – court in the NBA and they give you points per shot. So obviously points at the rim are like the highest points at like 1.4 points per shot at the rim. Corner threes are 1.1, 1.2 shots, uh, 1.2 points per shot. So those are the, the shots that you want to get. And uh, so I really dove into that the last five, six years. I'm a big believer. I went to uh, the Nets practice um, last year and they have when they play their, their games when they go five on five in practice they count shots at the rim as four point four pointers they count shots in the corners as four pointers shots up on the break in the wing those are threes so like in any shot around the free throw line area that's only a one point shot because that's a tough shot so i've really gotten into it i've talked about it with the guys that we have here, I've been sh- like, we on a group text now. So I show them different things so they can get in their mind that, you know, I'm a big analytics guy. So we're going to really look to get good shots and we're going to force teams to take the shots that are low percentage shots. So we're going to work on those. That's what we're going to, so I'm trying to put it in their mind right now, but yeah, I'm really big on the analytics part. How much does analytics, what, what's the role in it when you're looking at potential recruits? Is it, is it, are you targeting guys that can come in and do the things that you want to do on the court now? Yeah, like, you know, shooting, shooting is huge at every level. When you guys, when you have guys who can shoot the ball, it changes everything. So, like, if the more shooters you have on the floor, you got space. So, like, you got really quick guards who don't shoot it great with the space, they'll be able to get to the rim so they can still get a 1.2 point per shot. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking at shooting to try to open the floor up. Obviously, looking at, you know, in this league, I think if you have athletic bigs who can kind of switch on ball screens, it'll take away some of those three-point shots. So I'm looking at athletic bigs who can move a little bit. And then if you got a guy late in the clock, you can throw the ball inside to a guy, 
and he can go one-on-one and score. That's always a help. I always say, you know, the analytics always go out of the window in the late shot clock because when guys can make mid-range shots late in the clock when, when it's really tough defense, they can take away the analytics part of it. So you got to have a balance. You can't just go strictly analytics. You got to have a little bit of balance. So uh, I'm looking for some guys who can definitely shoot because that's going to open everything up. I'm looking for a guy who can put it in the basket in the post. And then obviously then guys who can make plays down the stretch, especially late in the clock. Nice. All right. So one other thing about recruiting is you got hired. You immediately had to go out on the recruiting trail to find players, but you also had to recruit the, the incumbent players, the, the, the returning ones, because, right. you know, new coach, sometimes they're just not going to come back. What was your message to the um, student athletes that played this past season? Yeah. So like, you know, for the guys, the, the rest of the guys were finishing up school virtually. And there were four guys still on campus. So those four guys, they all brought them in. We had an hour meeting. And I was, I said, fellas, I said, I'm a new, new person here. It's a new regime. I said, you don't know me from Adam. So I'm asking you to trust me, but you don't know me. So you're going to have to kind of take a leap of faith to trust me, number one. But number two, if there's one ounce of energy in you, one ounce that you don't feel like you can be you're involved in, you're into it, then, then you should probably leave because I want guys who are all the way in. And I say, you know, most, a lot of times when a new coach gets a job, they always talk about, we got to get, we got to rebuild. And we got to get my guys in here. And I'm like, guys, you guys are central Connecticut guys. I'm a central Connecticut. We're together. We're a team. I played here. I lived in the dorms you lived in. I ate in the cafeteria you ate in. I know what it's like. I've been on this campus. So I want you guys here. I want you to be a part of it. I've seen it when we when we win. I see how the students are. I see how the, the town is. So we really need to, uh, I want you guys to be a part of it. And so those four guys who were on campus all came back. I said, I don't want you to ask me right now. Think about it. We'll come back in a day or two and let's talk. And they all came back and said, Coach, I'm 100% in. And I had the same conversation with the guys that were in the portal. And and it was a little different because they couldn't see me face to face. I did a couple of zooms, but it wasn't the same thing as being right there with me. So two of those guys from the portal decided to come back and were happy to have them back. And five of the other guys decided to leave and go other way, other places, which I'll, I hit them. I said, I totally respect everything you, you, uh, your decision and good luck with everything and anything you need, I'll help you out. And so we're going to move forward and, and be getting the guys in here that want to be here and, you know, build the central Connecticut family up. Yep. So when Howie was coach, I would always think that like those guys were just, they were built different than the players on other teams. You would know that that's a CCSU player. You saw Ron Robinson playing out there and like, that's a CCSU guy right there. Right. You don't yep. have to watch him for five minutes. You could tell. So yep. a year or two down the line, you know, when you, you've, you've been here and you have some experience with this team, what, how would you want people to describe a CCSU player under Pat Sellers? I'm hoping it's something similar to the way Coach D had it, like a, a guy who's tough, who plays hard, who has a high IQ and plays with a lot of intelligence. I want, guy, I want people to say this guy, you know, he knows how to play. You can tell he plays in Central Connecticut. Oh, he's tough. You can tell he plays in Central Connecticut. Oh, man, he he plays really hard. And he's vocal on the court. 
I want I want people to say that about us. And uh, you know, it's, you got to put time in, you got to put work in, you got to put your stamp on the program. You got to have guys who are high energy. You got to have coaches who are high energy. So that's what we're all trying to. I'm trying to bring that whole that whole energy to the program. So, you know, I'm hoping that's what they're saying about us. You know, now go back to Fairfield. Uh, so in that two years, we go to the conference championship this year. Um, and one of the questions they asked me during my interview was, what does winning look like at Central Connecticut in a year, in two years, and three years down the road or whatever? And I told them the story, uh, you know, Fairfield, we wanted to improve on defense. And we go from being one of the bottom teams on defense to one of the top teams the first year. And in the second year, we start off slow with COVID and everything like that. We come together. And now we get it, we get to the championship game. And then I said, but the biggest thing that, that I knew that, that Fairfield and our program was going in the right direction is we're doing an April workout with our guys. And one of the guards throws me the ball. I'm on the, on the wing. They throw me the ball because they're going to do a play. And the ball bobbles out of my hand and, fall, and it goes on the floor. And we had two guys die on a loose ball in April. I was like, that's winning. I know that's going in the right direction. So I want to have that same thing with us. In a year or two, I want to see those type of same things happen to us. Why should players' uh, perspective, you know, like high school or, or transfers, why should they come to Central? Because it's going to, they're going to come to a situation where they're going to work hard, they're going to earn everything they get, and it's going to push them to a level when they leave here that they're going to they're going to, they're going to reach their potential playing here, but they're going to go further as they go along in life. Um, they're going to enjoy playing here. They're going to enjoy. They're going to have good memories about this place. The fans are going to be here to support them. So there's a lot of really good things here. They're going to play in a good league. Um, they're going to have a chance to compete in the NCAA tournament in their four years here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So a lot of good things at Central Connecticut. Agreed. All right, last two questions. Um, you can interpret, there's many ways to interpret the success of a program. How, how will you view success at Central Connecticut? At Central Connecticut, you know, if you go back to uh, the way what Coach D built here in the past, you know, I think it's winning. Uh, we used to have a goal every year when I was here as a coach. We want to win the regular season. We want to win the uh, conference championship and we want to win a game in the NCAA tournament. And so that's, that's the goal we're going to have. We want to, we want to win our regular season, win our conference championship and win a game in the NCAA tournament and see where we go after that. And uh, that's what success is going to be. It's going to take, a, it's going to take some time to get there. We got to get our guys in here. We got to get our guys locked in on what we're trying to do and on the same page. But, that's real. That's very realistic goal to have, and that's what we're going to have. All right, last question. Time to do a commercial for your university. What makes Central Connecticut such a special place? Central Connecticut's a special place because you have the people here. We have some of the best people, and you have people from all over the world here. Um, we're in a location that is incredible. You're an hour, 15 minutes from Boston. Hour 40 minutes from New York City. You're an hour away from the beach or 45 minutes away from the beach. So you got a lot of things here that are, uh, are, are special and, and fun to be a part of. And then this basketball team here is going to have something to say 
and a lot of marches coming forward, looking, coming up, coming ahead. Well, there it is. You heard it from Pat Sellers, Central Connecticut's state, a special place. Um, Pat, thanks for joining us. You've said it all. This is the definitive Pat Sellers interview we've done here. Um, it was great. It's great having you back at Central. Great having you back in the NEC again. Um, and I can't wait to see what's in store for Blue Devil fans, you know, in the future. So thanks for thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Juan. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That was CCSU, the new basketball head coach, Pat Sellers. And this has been the NEC on the Run podcast on the NEC Overtime Pod. We will see you again.